Attention, Pokemon players. You are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. On today's episode, Jake freezes, Chuck preps for Team Challenge, San Diego Regionals is all wrapped up, and it is the Last of Us podcast times two. Chuck, how we doing, my friend? How we doing? Uh, I am doing good. Um, just uh, getting ready. I have a busy weekend this weekend. Uh, so it was doing prep work, preparation, uh, just meeting up with one of my team challenge mates to prep for that. I got to play this weekend. Didn't get a buy. That starts same, for, same. We'll... Uh, for most people, unless you got a buy this weekend. Uh, and then the store that I usually play at, uh, Refined Gaming, is having uh, their anniversary, they're having an a free anniversary case tournament on Friday. So um, just got to show up and win some cards, hopefully. So let's try to narrow down what I'm going to play. Very cool. I'm, I'm jealous because I, I originally thought I could probably make that, but uh, now probably not with uh, Team Challenge this weekend and just a couple of the life stuff that came up. Uh, but no, I, I wish you well. Um, I, you know, I was kind of doing a little bit of the same. Um, I didn't get to practice with my teammates. Unfortunately, there was some stuff, uh, life stuff that kind of got in the way for all of uh, the teammates there. Uh, but I was playing a ton of Pokemon um, online on both on live and PTCGO, kind of like we talked about last week where I was trying to get some play against the Lugia. So I went over to live, plus I was trying to finish the ladder up there. Um, and then going over to PTCGO to uh, play against everything else. Um, you know, during, uh, you know, the whole regional. So it's kind of watching and playing at the same time, but that was pretty fun. Um, but aside from that, um, uh, my son had his first real, uh, game of the new year, uh, for ice hockey. Uh, it was, it was mildly cold outside and we, where he plays ice hockey, uh, is like half indoors, half outdoors. So it was still cold plus the ice. It was like super cold. And I was sitting there watching him. There was like this giraffe that kept going or a breeze or whatever uh going through from one side to the next uh so nowhere i could go would escape that uh, so i was getting a little cold and he had a practice saturday and then a game sunday um which he did pretty good um i was pretty proud of him he's 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 moved it up to a different level of concentration and that's all i tell him like i don't care if you're the best player out there obviously you're still trying to learn um but a number one have fun and b um again i don't care if you're the best but i want the effort to be there and you to be engaged and try because uh when he you know he can get a little uh, you know not not as concentrated and, and just kind of be in la la land and there's nothing more yeah. frustrating as a parent uh watching your kid be with the rest of the kids uh, but not really participating um especially when it's a sport that you're paying money for I'm sure, you know, other parents can sympathize uh, with that kind of sentiment there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, some parents might be able to sympathize, but if you've never put your kid through hockey, uh, my sister would know. She's got two, but uh, hockey's not the, the not the least expensive sport to put your kid through. So. Oh, no, 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 definitely not, especially now that he's on an official team and he moved up from uh, the learn-to-play. Uh, definitely <laughs> the price increase definitely uh, showed uh, so, you know, we're putting a pretty decent amount of money in there. So, you know, again, I just want to see him have fun and, and engage. That's all. Yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah. Um, so before we get into San Diego regionals, because there's, you know, there was some stuff to go over there. 
Um, we did mention it. This is the Last of Us week. Uh, we've talked and kind of broke down some of Last of Us uh, in previous podcasts. I know we're the you know Pokemon podcast, but Chuck and I are both huge fans of the Last of Us. Uh, yes, both both games. Uh, definitely, I think we both agree that the first one was better, but the second one was still pretty good. Um, yeah. Even though the second one was a little more controversial, uh, but the new TV show on HBO is coming out on the fifteenth, which is this Sunday. Um, Sunday, 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 Sunday. So I am pumped. Um, how about you? What What's your expectations? I, I am trying to keep them low, but they're super high. Um, uh, my expectations are high, but I, I'm, I have been burned by the last few things I've watched that, um, are adaptations of things that I've liked, um, like the wheel of time. That was one that I got burned on that I was, I had really high hopes for, but, uh, it fell really flat. So I've been trying to stay out of the like hype um i've watched the trailer a few times to you know remind you? myself that, it, that it's coming <laughs> and then uh, get a little bit of the hype but then uh i've been trying to stay out of, of like looking at like all kinds of other things and, and 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 like interviews or anything like that because i want it to be good because the the story that happens throughout that world and the video game and now the tv show was just so good like i don't it's just so like it's emotional you get angry you cry you get all kinds it's just all over the place and i i hope they do it justice i i really think they will um for a couple reasons i mean we've had so many video games have like movies or tv shows over you know the you know the course of the last what twenty years or whatnot, um, mm-hmm. now that video games are really been become into the culture of you know society there, um, but the problem is most of those or most you know, I would say like ninety five percent of those uh, projects that fail on the on the live action media are because the director of the video game or whoever's in charge of the story um, isn't involved with that. Uh, that is not the case. Neil Druckmann, the director of the game, is the director of the of the show. Uh, plus, the, I, you know, obviously we haven't seen the show yet, but um, I like the casting. Uh, both choices for the two main characters seem spot on. Um, I can't wait to, I can't wait. Uh, like I said, if it's anywhere near as good as the video game, this will be one, this will be one of my favorite shows. Um for sure um they could really even expand uh because it's a tv show they don't have to like rush the story at all um so i could see even like the first video game being a couple seasons which i'm all for you you expand those uh you know those small story points um they're great and you know uh that's all that's what i gotta say about it i'm looking forward to it (laughs) that's always my problem is i hope they don't rush things don't rush it Uh, take your time please and i think uh, they did uh, most most times when people adapt things, they always want to add their own flair to it, but then rush through what I've seen, rush through everything that is the material that's already there for whatever reason. And you don't really have to. I know, I mean, there's a lot of the video game that we play that you don't have to go through, but like basically every like cutscene and everything like that that you've seen in the game was so good 
and it really already drew on your heartstrings. I don't know why you need to change it besides just recreate it. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, they they don't need to change it at all. Because one, you need to play fan service to the the, the players of the game, um, and and learn from everything else that's tried to do that. Go off the you know the take a left turn when they should have turned turned right. Um, and and plus, even if you 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 even if you kept the story one hundred percent accurate to the video game. There's going to be a lot of people that are just getting into this franchise for the first time because, you know, they, they've heard the hype and watch it. And all those shock points are still going to be there. Uh, so you don't need to always change it up and drastically change the shock points um, in, on the TV show compared to the movie or book or whatever the f- case may be, uh, because, you know, th- there's still the story is just great the way it is, um, especially the first the, the first video game. Yeah. All right. Thanks. All right. I would love to sit and just talk The Last of Us, Star Wars, or, you know, any of these, you know, other side things that we do love, uh, you know, other things that we've shared our friendship over. Um, but uh, we are a Pokemon podcast. Uh, there was a regionals this weekend. Um, there were a lot of uh, interesting decks uh, that were being played on stream. There were, you know, a lot of the same old, same old, some, uh, some, some list stocks went up, some list stock went down uh so let's get into it a little bit at least at a high level um and just give our opinions and then uh we can move on from there um but i first and foremost i wanted to see um well i want to start this uh the san diego topic off by saying if you were going to go uh before you knew what the meta share was going to be or how the tournament turned out to be um what deck would you have brought um, I didn't really think about it, honestly. Um, I probably would have brought something off the wall. Uh, if the closest thing I would say that was brought is I would maybe have brought a turn of this, like things that I'm actually been testing a turn of this with wheezing. Um, I know that didn't really do too hot on the day. Um, or, or a Palkia with, with the, the, um Articuno. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Whether, if if I felt like being frosty, I might have uh doubled down on my Rapid Strike Malamar argument that I had with Jake Gearhart and been like right. <laughs> that would have been funny if you ended up playing against him and then you're like, yeah. let's go. Um <laughs> yeah. yeah. I a lot of the same for me. I, I would have brought Weezing Etern. Uh I've been playing a lot at locals, uh playing a lot online. It's I've been having success with it. I feel that it's positive against Lugia definitely a positive against Mew. Um, and, you know, Lost Box is kind of 50-50 because Lost Box is fast. Um, but if you can set up before, they can really, um, you know, get those escape ropes out on you or anything like that. Um, it feels like an okay matchup. Um, against Reggie's, uh, we did see, and we'll talk about Reggie's, uh, it feels really good. It feels kind of auto-win as long as you set up, um, which if your deck is running consistent, it usually kind of does. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what my choice would have been. Um, when we're done talking about this weekend, maybe we can, uh, see if we would have made any different choices. Um, but first off, let's, let's jump into the day one and the streaming. Um, I think, you know, Pokemon and, and the casters do a great job at, uh, you know, uh, picking matchups and, you know, and at analysis during the games, uh, I, I did notice they were really trying to avoid um, Lugia through the weekend, uh, especially early. Uh, the first seven rounds didn't have a single Lugia. Or I guess 
Uh, they don't they don't stream the first, first two rounds, three. but they they still avoided Lugia to be on stream until round seven. I think it was. Uh, do you agree or disagree with that? Um, I mean, I don't necessarily disagree. Uh, I actually I don't know what the policy is, why they don't do the one. Uh, I think it actually I think I remember hearing uh, Chip talk about it on their podcast is that they don't have enough time to do the first two rounds um, throughout the day. I mean, I'm um, fine with that. Like that 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 but, makes well, sense. Skipping two that makes, it makes it makes sense because you want the later rounds that mean more to be on on stream. That I get that. Um, the reason why I say that is because. If you stream the first two rounds, if you were streaming those first two rounds, you have the opportunity to stream otter deck choices, like we we uh, saw that they they put in, um, and you you can highlight some things that are just oh this is an interesting deck to, like here's here's an interesting deck that's in Pokemon we have no idea how well it's going to do right because it's one uh, let's see some interesting deck tech choices that came throughout the day and you, you can uh, not have to like highlight Lugia until later in the day when it obviously is going to be played. Well, when you think about it and will probably be played later into the stream a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like that avoiding it early. Um, but um, there was a couple of weird matchups to see. I was right. Like, so, I mean, I agree with um, kind of what you were saying there is don't like when you're, when you're starting at round three, um, you can still have some of those funky decks out there, and, uh, and it also establishes maybe that there is some validity validity to those decks. Um, case in point, I think it was uh, the first the first stream match um, was Control versus Ditto uh, Ditto Sheninja. I think it was round three. It might have been round four, uh, but nonetheless, uh, both both players were undefeated, uh, and I don't mind them giving. Um, you know, a, a matchup like that or a, a deck like Ditto, some love. We kind of talked about it on our award show for the deck of the year. Um, it was yeah. a really, it's a really fun deck, um, especially if your opponent's not teched out for it and ready to go. The problem is they said, hmm, let's just pick this um, fun deck, which it is a fun deck and it can perform well, but let's just put it against control. <laughs> it literally... Uh, the, the the point of the deck is completely countered, and it lit. I watched both like the whole round. They didn't get a whole life. They didn't get a life squeeze from Ditto at all. Yeah, <laughs> so you completely null and void what the deck is meant to do. Uh, and so it's it's it, it's not it's not highlighting it for the correct reason. So then you're not really creating any like interest in these new weird decks, right? Yeah, it's, that's one of the things where you get uh, you're highlighting what will be a very poor matchup. So um, I, I don't, I didn't watch that. I was hoping. I don't. It know was it painful. Was it? Is it? Was it quickly done no. over with? No. Yeah, it dragged out <laughs> all the way to time. It was. It you're was drag out all the so way. So painful. Because because like the the ditto player. Uh, she was trying to because she couldn't attack because you know the control player got the the ice cube out there with the wash energy, uh, so couldn't really be damaged at all. So she was trying to do some other funky stuff, but it was like nothing she could do was working. But it was like also just slow and methodical um, on both yeah. sides, and it was it was kind of hard to watch. Yeah, I mean that's probably one that 
uh, you play out maybe a game like if you're actually like playing if you're not if you're not on stream like you're the ditto box player and you're playing it out and you're like yeah like you get like one like they get one or two prizes on you and you're like yeah you know what I can't attack you you're set up like scoop but you're on stream you don't want to scoop you want I mean you still out. need to you still need to especially when it was already you know um it, it it's just you know what all these top players have said what we've said um through the course of you know the last year and a half two years is learn when to scoop uh there there is yeah. a time limit there is an element where the game just takes naturally longer uh in real life over uh IRL um for a number of reasons but shuffling a a number 1 um so if it's not looking good just go for it like just you got to you got to get you got to concede and get it in you know get get your game 2 in if you want to even have a chance at game 3 if you're going for a tie in round 3 sounds a little weird uh probably don't want to do that right yeah no it's just one of those things where uh you, know, you might have known the writings on the wall and then just let it kind of happen as it as it were but hey it is what yeah. it is. It's one of those. It's one of those. Like I, I could see it where they were like, "Hey, there's Reno. These are two decks that we probably might not get the spotlight anymore." Um, mm -hmm. um, so they threw them on, but ultimately, it's probably like a bad idea because of the matchup wise. Um, but that's where you can like, I, it, I don't, I wouldn't blame them if it was like round one. Like if that's like the first round of the tournament, like let, let's all oh, let's throw a data box on here because it's fun. But, right. I mean, yeah, I get your point. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. But uh, I guess rant over uh, on that one. Uh, I know they're trying to make it more interesting than just watching Lugia versus Lugia or Lugia versus Mew, uh, trying to give other decks light. Uh, and, and there were interesting matchups. I think Lost Box uh, was featured in different kind of ways. Uh, so those were nice and interesting to watch. Uh, I can't remember all the stream matches. Uh, it, you know, to be honest, especially in day one. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it, it is good to feature other players, too, and other decks. So I, I applaud what they're trying to do. But um, when they're scouting out there and they know what both of these are behind it, I, I would just, you know, caution them to try not to pick that auto loss for the fun new deck um, if they can uh, or wait a little bit longer is all is all I have to say about that. Yeah, I hear you. Um, OK. So let's see that that was uh, we talked about scooping. Uh, we talked about interesting matchups and the bad one um, with life squeeze. Uh, let's see. We we have uh, Reggie Gigas uh, really seeing a big uptick, uh, maybe not well, percentage wise, maybe a little bit, but uh, I don't have the graphic in front of me. I did have it at one point. Let me pull it up. But Reggie's. Uh, they're, they were back this weekend. A lot of the top players were playing them. Do you have um, any explanation why? Uh, I might have my own thoughts, but I want to hear yours first. Um, I don't. I don't really know the right explanation why, besides the fact that maybe uh, the pushing out of the the the. I don't know whether it's the the lost zone or the not a lost zone, but the lost city that kind of did it, or people getting off of the temple of Sinnoh as much. Um, maybe that might be it. Uh, it just 
uh, seemed, seemed to have like a, a window of opportunity there where it was just like, I don't think the door ever shut on, on shut on it either. Uh, they kind of well, Reggie, Reggie Gigas just kind of held the door there for a minute and uh, they got to push it back open this weekend. So, so, I mean, I think my theory is, uh, is, is Lugia was so such an unfavorable matchup, especially when it was like 30, 35% uh, of the meta. Uh, that it was kind of pushing it out. Mew feels like a pretty good matchup against it. So against the two dot top decks, it wasn't doing well. Uh, then we saw what two two regionals ago. Uh, I think it was two. Yeah, it was a well in Arlington. I think it was Arlington, right? Where you saw um, Lugia get pushed back. Uh, there was the Vika, the Vika Dactyl. There was paralysis. There was this, that, and everything. So then Lugia decks had to adjust um, for the counters there. Um, so they take out cards that really hurt it or or a higher number of cards that really hurt um, uh, the yeah. the Reggie's. Uh, so like when I was first on it, when Reggie's was still prevalent, I was playing a, a Sharon's Care for healing, especially with Dun Dunspar, so they couldn't Oko you. And then one Sharon's Care felt like, okay, now they can't catch up. Um, you know, Manaphy and Dunsparce, you know, depending on the player, some of those those cards are being uh, booted out of their deck uh, for other consistencies, like Eldegoss, like we saw, Birdkeeper, things like that. So those are cards that are taking away from the uh, the Lugia that were teching for uh, for for Reggie's. Um, and then there was uh, there was another card, and then Stadiums. Yeah, Lugia's not playing as many Stadiums anymore. They're playing what one path and uh, and and one. Uh, collapse stadium generally. Uh, so it, they really only have one stadium they care about. In the past, they were playing what the, I think when Lugia first came out, when it first started seeing success, uh, it was at least three, yeah, three collapse, right? When it, when we first started with Lugia, and that feels really unfavored uh, for the Lugia player. So there's a number of things like that 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 helped Reggie kind of sneak their way back in, and it's you know those top players kind of see those windows uh, and, and they're the first to jump to it. And I think that's the biggest, uh, you know, lesson is when to jump to decks because de decks will always have its ebbs and flows of how good they are, no matter if they're the S tier or the A tier decks. Um, these are decks that all are good for a reason. So it's just a matter of reading the meta and being able to adjust to it faster than everybody else um, and be the ones that set the meta uh, to make everybody else have to adjust. So the next regionals, maybe your people are going to start adjusting to that, and then paralysis will see something again uh, in a in a in a in the tournament previous to that. It's always like, when do you play the meta? Do you you counter the counter? Do you counter the you know what what you saw last time? So it's just it's just a big mix, and I think Reggie's definitely was the benefactor. I think for sure. Yeah, I think that right. Well. Reggie's was definitely the benefactor of this weekend's meta percentages and, and what the deck builds ended up being around. Yeah. Um, so I did find it. Um, so this this weekend we had 33% Lugia, 11% Mu V Max, and then we had uh 9.5 in the Rayquaza Lost Box, uh, almost eight. For Reggie's and then 5.2 for the just the lost box, the regular old lost box. And then we had our boy Etern at 4% too. So uh, the, the meta was the verse, you know, after those, you know, those those first two. But uh, Lugia 
with 33% is crazy. Yeah, still up there, taking up a good chunk of the meta. It is. Uh, and and that being said, I think there's a lot of a lot of decks still trying to counter it. Seeing still a lot of Duraludon out there. Um, a lot of Reggies uh preying on like like we just said with uh less text against it. Uh Mew is still it feels like a 50-50 matchup most times, right? Um and then you know, E turns, E turns. So that still feels like um where I've seen the percentages, it feels 50-50, even though in my testing it feels more like 80-20 uh in E turns favor, uh, which is definitely could be just completely skewed. Um, but Lugia is 33% played, but its percentage is winning, uh, percentages of making day two and top eight uh, definitely have fallen off. Uh, do you see any reason why that is? Do you think it's more just because it's being countered, uh, like top players playing it less, um, or just a lot of just um, first timers playing it because it's, it's quote unquote the best deck? I don't necessarily, I don't want to say it's, First timers are not the the big names playing it because I've still seen a lot of big names on the deck. Um, it's just I feel like uh, it's kind of the same ebb and flow because like that you were discussing with how Reggie's kind of um, had a an increase or, or like in, in its in its winability um, is that um, so like Lugia has got to keep kind of a flow of cards in its deck to counter what it's for to keep the the target like counter what was coming the target on its back so uh you kind of maybe in this instance it didn't have the right cards in the deck to successfully navigate the field as well as last week uh or not last week but last tournament uh back in arlington when it did well um it's kind of just, I don't know, it it's akin to uh, Star Wars, as I was thinking of this reference, because I, I named last the, the Arlington Regional Empire Strike, Lugia Strikes Back, because the, it's the middle chapter. Like, it was, <laughs> Lugia came back, it's the one where the, the Lugia is the Empire, the, the Nazi adjacent <laughs> bad guy in the movie. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, Lugia is the big bad guy uh uh in in the format at the moment uh where everyone else is trying to rebel against it so uh the rebellion just had the right right cards are you saying mew is part of the rebellion hey <laughs> there's sometimes you know you have to recruit a fallen empire uh soldier to the rebellion or, yeah or or could have been a first order so the mew's like finn right <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mew, so, Mew was a, a soldier that could didn't know what he was doing, and all of a sudden he joined the 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 resistance or or the rebellion, and then he can start hitting things with that blaster. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, we digress. Uh, let's let's get into. I was, uh, I was trying to make a cool cool analogy there. I don't know if it, it was gets, it was cool but... enough. It was cool enough. So, um, <laughs> you know, going into top eight, we saw you know all the normal characters there. We saw. Two lost box. We saw Mew. Um, we saw one uh, Lugia uh, Archaeops. Uh, we saw uh, Ar Arceus Duraludon, like I said, Arceus, and then um, Vikavolt, Vikadactyl, 
um, uh, taking it down. I know it came in second at Arlington, but ends up winning it. Um, and I think it was Gibson Archer Tang takes it down with uh, with some really good play. Uh, he, you know, it, towards the last like four or five stream games, I think he was on there two or three times. Uh, you know, he played the deck uh, beautifully. Um, and you know, the 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 finals was against Mew um versus uh Nathan Ginsburg uh which he played that great uh that game too his comeback in that game uh was was crazy uh he he played those last two to three turns uh beautifully and perfect every decision was right uh and you know game three just didn't go his way uh but congratulations to both um Nathan and and Gibson for uh you know making finals uh and, and getting that far um let's talk a little bit about vicodactyl um it's now kind of a known thing uh you know getting first or getting first then getting second last regionals uh is this a deck that you know most players can just pick up and 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 you know slap down against most players i probably i don't know i've never played it um it's probably not the easiest thing to slap down and pick up, but obviously if you can get some reps with it and uh, figure out how the matchups work, because uh, things that have a modicum of control, like especially like control archetypes, but Vikavolt is a very, uh, it's a version of control with the item lock. So you have to know when you need to apply it and when you can kind of get away without applying it. And things like that. So, um, figuring out the matchups throughout the deck, what where you can take your chances or where you need to execute something, probably would take a little bit of time to learn with some matchups. So, I don't think it's something that you can just go copy paste. Let me uh, go win an online tournament with it right now. Um, As you say that, Gibson said uh, Gibson, Gibson Archer Tang said he, he literally did that copy pasted and then just went and played it. Hey, uh, you're going into maybe I'm <laughs> maybe I'm wrong then. So apparently you can. Hey. Oh, I mean, it, again, like I I don't know how long he's been playing the game, but like, um, yeah, there is an element to have to sequence, um, and, and there is a lot of difficult decisions to do, uh, in, in a deck like that. But when you have answers for all the top meta decks, um, obviously you saw, uh, it has to be good against uh, Lugia, uh generally and you've seen uh the the winning percentage uh versus the deck <laughs> feels pretty good mew feel looks like it's pretty good uh in general uh lost box feels pretty good and reggie's again um if if everything if you play your matchups it's it's positive um matchups for you so it's the right deck at the time we'll see if this meta changes at all going uh, forward uh, into the next, you know, couple regionals before rotation. Um, I have a feeling that there'll be answers to this deck, and the deck will still be prevalent. But I don't know if we're going to see it win another one. I hate Vikavolt. Uh, Vikavolt has done a lot more than I thought it would in this meta, especially with the partners that we've seen, uh, because. Uh, I don't, the onset of Silver Tempest, everyone was talking about Vika Lecky. So, 
and Vikalecki hasn't really shown up to play. No. But uh, that's because Lecky's not really carrying his end of the Vika bargain, I guess. Friends. Vika and friends. Vika <laughs> was like, hey, is it my time to shine? He's like, put me in, coach. Give me anybody, <laughs> and I'll carry the team. Just not that guy. <laughs> Just don't give me Reggie Lecky. <laughs> don't give me that big yellow guy. No, 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 no Reggie's. So, right. Uh, now, I mean, we, we kind of talked about it even before, uh, you know, Lugia came out and it was right around the corner where we thought that, um, you know, Vika Volt, there was a chance for him to, you know, be good. Maybe we were misguided with the Reggies because um, of the damage boost, but um, the deck is still just pretty solid. Um, and I don't think it's going to go anywhere for sure, like until the end or until rotation. Uh, but I don't know if it will take another tournament down. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think uh, like we gotta kind of everyone's got to be aware that Vika Volt is a thing that you kind of have to you have to have some sort sort of I don't know if it's something you have like maybe there is a tech I don't know if there's a great tech for it but uh, there's just you need to know how to play against it so that you can uh, know the matchup better and win and rapid so... strike Urshifu no I kid please don't because that's actually a horrible deck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you just you just threw all the people that love Urshifu that listen to our podcast. Yeah, I mean, Urshifu as very, a Pokemon? The circles a... overlap uh, quite a bit. And uh, so we have a lot of Urshifu fans, I know. Uh, well, I'm I sorry. Just... I, I, I Just because you love a deck doesn't mean I don't love you. I just think the deck isn't viable anymore. Um, you could prove me wrong. I, again, I've been wrong in the past. Uh, I'll be wrong in the future. Um, but I'm pretty safe to say that I, I don't think we're going to see uh, Rapid Strike Urshifu, uh, you know, have any more success when it comes to regional level play, um, you know, before rotation. Yeah. All I'm, right. Uh, uh, before we, uh, you know, head out from San Diego, um, now knowing what won uh, and what the, you know, the, you know, the top decks were, uh, would you have brought something different than you already talked about, um, you know, going into this? Uh, no, it would have been one of those three. Um, I haven't seen the results. I probably would have hoped that I would have shied away against Eternatus uh, because apparently the the field in that that is in San Diego had Eternatus' number. I think I only remember seeing one in day two. Um, I still would have played it. <laughs> I still would have played it. Uh, I don't know if Palkia would have fared, fared better. I think uh, I would have probably just been best to. Uh, I don't know. I felt like off the wall was the way to go. So I should have just uh, played my single prize deck and crossed my fingers to uh, not hit Vikavolt. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right well i'm looking forward to see how the meta changes because um every time i'm like yeah the meta is solved uh you know we have such a talented pool of players in this community that continually change things up um so i can't wait to see what the rest of you know what the rest of these last couple tournaments uh, will show will lugia i guess will lugia win another regionals before rotation that is the question well i don't there's two I don't more think i think I don't think he gets another chance. No, there's two more. I think isn't isn't uh isn't um. Well, okay. There's one in Knoxville and there's one in 
And there but, one in Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne, right? There's at least two more. Yeah, but technically you're talking about the that's gonna be the Crown Zenith meta. Uh, well, so either way. Little, either way. Hopefully have a little bit of shake up. Uh, yeah, I'm the question it's not gonna be shaken up that much that will throw Lugia off. So do you think Lugia wins well, in the next two? Uh no. No. Old words. I think it takes one more. I think it'll take one more. Uh, I I firmly believe that Radiant Eternatus is going to shock us all with something good. And hopefully it's my deck at Fort Wayne. So. Maybe. Maybe. I think I'll just play the other Eternatus. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it will matter, actually. Either I way. I don't know if that's going to be good anymore. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. I think that's enough for San Diego and the wrap up the meta talk. Um, uh, let's get into the middle of the show shenanigans and let's start off with some trivia. It's time, time for trivia. 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 All right, Chuck, I do have one for you. Um, I'm throwing a little bit of a curveball. Um, we're going to do another standard Pokemon that this, uh, this, you know, name this Pokemon, this attack and or ability uh, belong to. I will give you a hint. This is one that is in the um, in the new uh, season one of the the promos, the giveaways at the at the local level. Um, so that you know that that shows you know that it's not that much of a hint because it's still all standard stuff. Um, but yeah, that's the only hint I'm going to give you. Uh, so name this Pokemon. This attack belongs to Stampede. Stamp. Peed. Well, that's a fighting type. That has to be a fighting type Pokemon because that's usually like a ground. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you one other hint. You never use this attack. This is not why you play this Pokemon. I don't know why you would play this Pokemon. Stampede. I mean, it has to. Like I'm thinking, like this is like a Tauros or maybe, maybe a Dawn fan. Um, but Dawn fan usually has the, the big one is Earthquake. That and that's why you would play Dawn fan. But it, it did have another attack. But I don't think it was Stampede. Um, it comes in the prize pack, so that means it actually has to be a good Pokemon. Uh, I don't know. You got me again. Stampede. Uh, you use it for its ability. Well, I figured if you're not going to use Stampede. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on, on Pokemon. Uh, Galarian Zapdos. I can't... Really, Punkaboo? That's the attack. Really? <laughs> That's the attack on a Punkaboo. I have to like totally look this up. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I was a little shocked myself. I'm like, that doesn't fit this little pumpkin. But uh, I I've been giving you softballs. Um, and you know, I'm giving you. I've been giving you. Or I gave you a lot of. <laughs> Pokemon, you know, with very obvious attacks or uh, abilities. So I, you know, I figured I'd give you an obvious Pokemon with not so much an obvious attack or ability. Yeah, uh, that was not so obvious. <laughs> All right. 
I am still collecting your your uh, ten. Uh, I got them pretty much going here, so I'm putting them out so that I can really uh, give you these uh, ten quick fire attacks and or abilities you're just trying to embarrass me because i'm horrible at this although last week i feel like what i get four out of five or something like that you did pretty yeah you got four out of five on trainer cards so you did pretty good um i like the trainer cards well why why well i'm giving you um attacks and now that's gonna be a little easier all right I got my 10 ready for you. We're going to do speed round on you again. So I hate these, Chuck. <laughs> they give me so much anxiety when you say, oh, you're giving 10. Let's go. So uh, get yourself, get your mind ready. We got 10 Pokemon with attacks or abilities that uh, these are, you know, stand, they're all standard legal. They're all pretty easy. I'm going to put a minute 15 on the clock, I'll give you 15 extra seconds. All right, you ready? All right, and we're off. Roaring Resolve. I know this one, but pass. Ambushing Spark. Vikavolt? I don't know. Dragon Launcher. Dragapult. Refinement. No idea, pass. Lost mine. That's uh, that's uh, Zabli. Jumbo sized. Shoof. Pass. Phantom transformation. Oh, um, yeah, that's uh, Zoro. Uh, Zor Zorua. No, Z that's Zorok. Zorok. Lost provisions. Um, Mimikyu. Giant fangs. Uh, giant fangs. Is that uh? Is that uh, Stoutland? And then mini drain. Mini drain. Did you say mini drain? Mini drain. A standard legal. Oh wait, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> what? It will be. I get the point for that. I get the point for that because that's not a legal card. All right. Well, you still only got three. Yeah, I know because I had to. There was a lot of obvious ones in there that I know that there's attacks. I just can't think on the fly like that. I so, Roaring Resolve. Under pressure. You cracked under pressure. Roaring Resolve uh, was Lucario. But if you and you would have yelled Charizard, I would have gave it to you. But that Charizard is not standard league. But Charizard has that same ability. Okay. Uh, uh, ambushing Spark, I thought you would know because it's Raichu. Okay. What did I say? Vigavolt, because I cracked under pressure. I just threw out a lightning Pokemon. Because You timer. got Dragapult. Refinement uh, is Gardevoir or Corellia. The new trade. Okay. You got Sableye. You got Zoroark with Phantom Transformation, even though you went back and forth between Zeru. Again, because this is that 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 one in particular is a great example of what goes on in my head because I'm like, this, 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 this. Oh no, just pick. <laughs> Jumbo sized was I thought might be a hard one, but I figured it would give it away because it's called jumbo size. It's Snorlax. Was what Waylord. Okay, that makes sense. But like in the moment when I'm under the uh, under the clock, can't think of things like that. 
Lost Provisions is Cramorant in Lost Box. That's his that ability. Cramorant? Yeah. If I gave you Spit Innocently, that's Oh, like... yeah. You did the same thing to me as I did to you. Uh, yeah. But under No one clock. looks at the, name, the ability name. They just <laughs> no. look at... Okay, I knew that's yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's the same thing I did with Reggie Drago, which is giant fangs. That's the attack, but everyone uses it for Dragon's Horde, the ability to draw. Okay. And then Mini Drain is the card you showed me at the beginning that we both put bought with this Brigatito promo card. You think I read the attack on that? Come on. It should be right in front of you. It was underneath the pump kaboo that I tricked you with. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. Okay, that's, that's definitely an F thirty percent. Let's go. Oh, you got. I'll give you the uh, no. because it is not standard legal. So you got four out of ten that time instead of five. Let's go. <laughs> then that, there we go. That's still an F. <laughs> the consistency right there. Yes. All right. I want to know how everybody else did. Uh, obviously, they probably had to have done better than me, right? Yeah. <laughs> Feel free tweet us. Let me know if those were too hard. No, I I, they, I think they were perfectly fine. I'm just again, those, that's uh, definitely weak weakness of mine. All right, I think that's time to call it and uh, take a break and hear a word from our sponsors. Yes, yes. The Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast is brought to you by Sports Car Junction. Located in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Sports Car Junction is a one-stop shop for players and collectors with a wide variety of singles, supplies, packs, and boxes available in-store and online at sportscarjunction.com. Don't forget to check out our weekly league Mondays at 6 p.m. All right. Thanks again, Sports Car Junction, for being an incredibly awesome sponsor. Uh, allowing us to um, do yet another keyword giveaway. So uh, we are in the second week of this week's keyword giveaway uh, with a, another keyword to uh, make a phrase uh, that will be awesome, apparently, that you will <laughs> uh, text to us, uh, uh, send us a message on Twitter or any of the social media sites we are on, get us a, a message and we'll get you entered in, which you will uh, entered in to win an ETB. So it's the happy, it's the triple B happy new year ETB for you. Yes. And yeah, so after this keyword, we will be uh, announcing the winner next on next week's episode. Uh, so you just have to have the keywords from the first two uh, and then listen in to see if you win for next week. Yes. All right. All right, and the keyword Wait, the keyword for this week is wheezing. Yes, the keyword is wheezing. And if you remember last week's keyword, you have a deck archetype this week. <laughs> yes, keyword. you do. So yes, you do. Well, we we're not gonna give it away if that didn't already give it away. You, you gotta listen if to you, figure it uh, out. Didn't listen to last week, and you can't guess the Pokemon that goes <laughs> with that. Mind. Wait, who says it was a Pokemon? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. Great for those lucky listeners. So you can mention both keywords into our message and get entered to uh, win the ETB, the Happy New Year ETB from Triple P for the, or whatever the word is. Supposed yes. to be. <laughs> All right, let's get into the news. 
there, there's not a lot of news, but you know, there are some interesting cards to talk about here. Yeah, yeah. Uh we got a little bit of uh card drops from Scarlet EX uh, as well. Uh the big uh, card to talk about really is uh Defiant Band, uh a new uh Pokemon tool. Um that is going to it reads as is as this if you have more prize cards remaining than your opponent the attacks of the pokemon this card is attached to do 30 more damage to your opponent's active pokemon so this is a blanket 30 more damage but you have to be technically losing at the the, the right we, we, we've seen cards we've seen cards that say hey if you have less or more part card or uh, more prizes remaining do x um, see success as a comeback potential kind of thing. Um, I think when the card first releases, I don't think we're going to see a lot of play um, with this card. But I think once the V Pokemon start to fade out and we get back or we get into a more um, EX dominated meta, then I think that's when this card will shine more. It won't. It won't see love at first because there's just too many V's in there uh, and choice band or choice belt uh, is just better uh, at this current at the current juncture. Uh, but I will say this card will be coming out after rotation, so there'll be less less V's in there. Uh, there'll still be a lot of the V stars, but uh, you know, obviously, all the V maxes will be or most of the V right, most of the V maxes, not all of them, uh, will be rotated out. We have a significantly smaller portion of V maxes, but some will still be around. I mean, you're basically looking at Urshifu, like Urshifu, Shadow Rider. Those are still be available. Um, the VMAXs that you're seeing play pretty much right now is what they'll still be around, I think. Um, but V-Stars are going to be kind of the dominant thing, I think, for the first bit. Uh, unless EXs take off, um, this could be a cool um, kind of extra... I'm not even not even extra, but just a uh, a single prize element uh, band uh, for for single prize decks because you may be behind on prizes, you know, to start out, and then it doesn't matter what you're playing against, especially at the the start of the format uh, when you're you you don't want to have necessarily like dead choice belts against ex version decks, mm -hmm. but your single prize you're still going to be behind anyway, so you get the blanket thirty. So you might see it there, but I agree with you. It'll probably be niche use to start, uh, depending on if they release another band of some sort that targets EXs or, or something else. But the, the damage pump will be worth it eventually if it's the only way to pump damage. Um, it'll see use. All right, um, moving on. The other, other cards they did reveal that... Art rares and special art rares will be returning in Scarlet and Violet EX. Um, so they didn't say exactly how they're going to be, just that they are going to be in the set. So yeah. they maybe they're just secret rares this 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 time around, not, not as trainer galleries. In the process, they uh, uh, sh showed off a couple like uh, cool Pokemon, uh, Patrisu, uh, Slowpoke. Ryolu, um, and a Grievard, which is a new one of the new Gen 9 Pokemon. Um, I believe that's how you say that. 
with some really cool arts, but all of them are just basics with nothing really to, there's really nothing to like yell home about. Uh, but in this article, there was uh, two things. There was the, a set of story arts that was really cool for Gardevoir, which will lead to basically a special art Gardevoir EX alt art. Mm -hmm. um, but it tells a story. So if you want if the Ralts, the Corellia, and the Gardevoir EX, all the artwork goes together. So it's really neat. Um, I like when Pokemon does things like that. Yeah. I don't know if you do too, Jake, or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I really hope they continue. I, I, I'd like to see them do a little bit more of that. Uh, do, do, cause, uh, as you evolve, you, I mean, it's kind of sad because like the, the, it's a whole new line of Gardevoir ending in the EX. So you kind of want the refinement Corellia, but it's not refinement Corellia. It's a different one. So, um, may not be able to use the arts throughout the uh, picture or the through about playing but um it is a really really cool for collecting purposes and stuff last card they've released in the same article um uh is halucha um which uh as long as he's released in in our scarlet ex because he has a promo in japan um uh, but he is a basic he is comes with a really cool ability a basic pokemon um with a flying entry, when you play this Pokemon from your hand onto your bench during your turn, you may choose two of your opponent's bench Pokemon and put one damage counter on each of them. So it is, uh, we got Zigzagoon back pretty much. Uh, we got double the pings, but only on bench Pokemon. What do you think about that? Um, right off the bat, I think it will find a home in like a lost box kind of a, a deck. Uh, oftentimes, you know, you're trying to look for some kind of like small Pokemon to knock out before like they, they evolve. Uh, so if you can just ping one damage and then potentially get out, um, you know, Sableye um, or 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 Radiant uh, Greninja or something that, that modifies two of them, um, that might be beneficial there. Um, I overall think for most archetypes, it's going to be worse than Zigzagoon for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, you can't hit the active. You have to hit the bench. Uh, two, um, you know, it, you do get to snipe specifically, uh, you know, two Pokemon on the bench. Uh, but by the time this card comes out, Scoop Up Net's going to be dead uh, and rotated. So you're not going to get to be able to do this multiple times. Um, and I think that's actually really huge. Um, I, I do like the versatility of the two, but I think the, the combination of it being maybe less versatile because you can't hit the active um, and, you know, scoop up net being gone. I think it might, I don't know. I, I feel like I, in general, I don't think it's going to be great overall. Um, well, I think we'll see if there's a need for math fixing. Um, really uh in decks I that mean, need yeah that one extra damage counter because depending on the deck obviously like there's certain decks that you kind of want to scoop them up and redo it over again there's certain decks that basically um they're only going to do it once so they're not going to scoop them up like uh i think eternatus wheezing doesn't really scoop them up but that that's a plus 30 damage for eternatus um it's questionable like because you're doing two you might be able to ping the two things you need at once if you like a little forethought. Um, so if a deck would 
want to play Galarian Zigzagoon, I think they will look at Halucha and see if it's worth basically down to the question of whether it's going to be worth taking up the bench spot to fix that math. Right. I mean, generally, like Zigzagoon was even before Scoop Up Net was a play, right? I mean, I, I could be wrong there. Um, I can't really remember uh, 100% of Zigzagoon play, saw play beforehand. Well, I mean, um, I mean I, there was definitely the Opsagoon deck that was out there at the time. Um, but being able to do a math fixer, I don't remember how prevalent he was. Um, I honestly but, think he's been, they were released together. So I don't, I don't, were they? I thought it was one set before. I could be, I, I okay, they were they together. Were they were both okay. in sword and shield, so it's kind of like they were always an option to be played together. Yeah, I don't know necessarily that you played like a heavy scoop up count just because you played Zigzagoon, but because you did, you you always thought I mean, like maybe I'll play one or two just to be able to repeat it or to get rid of them, and you were usually being able to move other Pokemon as well. So right, yeah, I, time will tell. I think um, if there's any cards that are similar to scoop up net maybe um but just based off of how broken that card seems uh at least in our meta um i don't see scoop up net being in our meta anytime soon or in the lifespan of this of this halucha i mean it might even just be a cheeky way to like discard them from play if there's ways to do that um uh but yeah true true, it, true. thank you I think that is going to be uh, right now. He's looking to be that that kind of replacement, but it's not the greatest of, of replacements. Let's say um, it's not going to lead you yeah. down. The same well, trajectory. not only that, I mean, we're going to be losing uh, Quick Ball uh, as well, um, and I know we get uh, what's that? We're going to be losing a lot of things. Yeah, but so. I mean, the Pokemon search is going to be different, and I believe um, Nest Ball is Nest Ball, right? It's Nest yeah. Ball we're getting, but that goes straight to the hand, right? I believe it goes uh, no, straight to the hand. Ball, no, Nest Ball goes straight to the bench, which would... That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Straight to the bench. So then it would... That ability wouldn't uh, work. So you also have to take in, consider, in consideration things like that. Uh, so Pokemon Search is a little bit more... Or it's going to be potentially a little bit more awkward, um, especially for abilities from hand to bench instead of from deck to bench. Uh, so, um, you know, that's working against it as well. All right, and basically that is going to sum it up with the news. Uh, not much else. We're still seeing English versions of Crown Zenith cards. We all we've talked about them. Mm -hmm. um, so not much to reiterate there, uh, but right. they are they are compiling them on P Poke Beach. If you want to see the art, so go there. Hundred uh, percent. So other than that, that's it. Let's get into the meat of this episode's conversation. All right, let's get into the next topic. I mean, there's not a lot, uh, you know, going on in the world of Pokemon, uh, you know, news-wise, you know, in the horizon, you know, in the short-term horizon, because we've already talked, you know, at nauseum with all these, you know, th these regionals coming up. We've already talked about, uh, you know, rotation and things like that. Uh, but, the, you know, Team Challenge, we have talked about it, uh, but... But it is here. It is this weekend um, for most players. I mean, some some teams do get buys, uh, but let's talk a little bit more about team challenge uh, and and maybe the strategies you're going for. I know you said you were practicing with your teammates. Um, you know, do you feel like there's anything else that we need to add, really, or, or with the regionals that came up? Do you think Vika Dactyl is going to see more play 
um, then just maybe the big the big three that were in there with Boss Box, Mew, uh, with Lugia, or do you think you know we're gonna the team challenges maybe got sh- shooken up a little bit with the last two regionals? I think some people might try and bring the Vigodactyl. Uh, it depends because I know people did it last time, but I don't know if it was a good idea because what was the hot what was the hotness on the last team challenge? It was, was Palki, I think, right? Or I think that was yeah. the heavy deck that everyone tried to counter during I mean, the early rounds. I don't know about the early rounds. I know late rounds that we did try to uh you know put the the Gyarados out there. The Gyarados um one seemed like a pretty spicy tech at the time. Uh, I, just, I don't remember I just anything. Don't... I don't what I don't see is people playing just like everyone just let's all play Lugia. You know what I mean? Like all four people where you go into a matchup on a team challenge and all four of them are playing Lugia. And then I feel like that just puts them at like a disadvantage if you happen to play Lugia counters. And at the same point, I don't think everyone should play Lugia like hard Lugia counters. Like right. uh, I think a good like I've always thought a good mix of decks will do you well. Um like I think someone should play Lugia in your in your lineup before, uh, and then you should have a probably a good Lugia counter, and uh, you know a Lost Box does well against the meta. So if you have someone that plays Lost Box, I, I think a good mix of decks. That's the thing. And but the the Vika Volt like Aerodactyl doing really good, um, in this last regional and like the Reggies. It kind of opens the door for more than four, like heavy hitters, kind of. Mm-hmm. So, like I would have said, like your three, like if you're gonna pick three uh, to play, you'd most likely see what you'd most likely see is a Lugia, a Mew, and a Lost Box. But you, you can kind of like maybe throw Reggie's in there, and and you can, or Bika Aerodactyl. Uh, Eternatus Weezing, like you could kind of like throw two of those other ones in there and then replace one when you want, like right. if you wanted. To. So, I think it's going to be big this time to have four decks submitted as long as if you can That's, get everyone to be able I, to play. I, I'm glad you said that because I know locally a couple stores, um, had some people that didn't submit decks even though they, um, knew they weren't going to play, uh, even uh, just for your team to benefit your team to make you know your opponents think about it a little bit more please yeah guys uh, submit four decks um it definitely makes it you know your your opponents have to think about it a little bit more and it might uh alter the choices they make because if you're only bringing three decks i mean they they obviously know uh, those are the three you're you're bringing and then they'll bring decks for that specifically but if you have at least one other uh, deck that kind of mixes things up it could um you know like i said uh persuade your opponent of what they might be playing yeah and it's not that anyone can change anything it's just that you literally you choose one deck to sit out yeah basically so we're gonna see your like, like the, that's the like the odd part that people might not know because you submit your four decks each player submits their four decks they submit your four decks we get to see them and then you basically pick one that doesn't play. So you get having the submission of four, like that can kind of lead you to like, what are they going to leave out? 
what are they going to leave out? Right. And uh, you might show them something that they get scared to play something like uh, maybe a Vicodactyl. You submit that and they're like, I don't know if we really want to play Lugia against this because the other two aren't that great either or something like that. So you could scare them off a little bit. But that's the one big hint. Get four deck, four, get four decks submitted. But um, I listed the decks that I think are going to be the top plays. I hundred percent agree with all of what you said there. Um, you know, I think you're going to expect to see one Lugia, one Lost Box, and one Mew, and then something else out of those. Um, yeah. As far as I options, you're going to be surprised by. It. I think there's going to be one thing that you're just like, "Well, I didn't. That's a good get. That was didn't see that coming." Yeah, and uh, I think it's more of like the variance of the deck. So like Lost, just because we say Lost Box, um, there's Lost Box for Quaza, there's Lost Box Kyogre, there's just straight Lost Box, there's Lost Box now with Dragonite V. Um, so just in that one category, there's a, de- a de- different matchups and how you have to approach it. Um, yeah. And then obviously Lugia uh, could play, you know, they can have the Raikou in there, they could have the Yvital, the Zard, uh, or or this that or anything, um, there might be a spicy tech that people haven't seen. I you know at one point I was playing the Lugia V or the the regular Lugia to just try to get up and over um, those those uh, V Pokemon so or the V Max Pokemon. So um, you d- you definitely can't just say oh you're gonna see X deck. There's going to be something there too. So um, it's it's in the sixty that you have to really prepare for, I guess. Yeah. And and you really, I think your 60s kind of got to be a little bit prepared for everything. So that's where I would stray away from something that's like a straight hard counter to one thing. Uh, Unless the only caveat I would say would be uh, a Lugia one. Um, I feel like you still need a way to play around other things, but uh a hard Lugia counter might be worth submitting, I guess, maybe, but right, it's hard to say. All right, so Chuck, I mean, you know, we've kind of talked about Team Challenge before. Um, you know, I think most people that listen to this podcast or any other uh, Pokemon TCG podcast kind of have a good wrap on, uh, you know, what the meta is potentially going to be. Um, but in saying that, um, you know, last Team Challenge, we did have a little bit of a bet. Uh, I think we need to do that again. Um, so basically, we're going to challenge each other to see who can go the furthest. If we have a tie, um, we have to convince our teams to play one another uh, to to break the tie. That that sounds good. Um, so, with that being said, uh, so our challenge is: you know, the winner uh, gets off scot free, gets bragging rights for another uh, you know team challenge season, uh, and the loser gets punished. Uh, we like to do punishments here uh, at our, our local play. <laughs> Chuck, you're still trying to get on the board uh, on on scoring one against me. I have a good feeling about this team challenge. I have a good feeling. I do too. I do too. I mean, I feel like both of us have confidence in our teams, um, and you know they can they can go far. Um, you know, obviously, uh, we're you know sports car junctions. We're trying to you know replicate or improve upon what we did last season. Um, and in, in the first step in doing that is beating your team and punishing you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's how I'm looking at it. Uh, check one. 
punish Chuck and get further than him. <laughs> well, I've just seen your all your top 32 swag and I won it. So I have to I'm getting this team. Yeah, tired. I mean I want more. I want I want to put another booklet next to that one. I want to I, I want to walk into our local store and see multiple of those on. Um, you know, it, it makes it it makes me proud going into you know our local store and seeing that that banner up there. Um, and then knowing, you know, that random people walk in there and say, oh, what's that? And then, you know, they, they see it and then they get in, may potentially can get interested in the game because, oh, it's actually a competitive game and they, they you still play. So, um, yeah. you know, that's my hopes and dreams there. Yeah. Well, I, I want to get get my store for fine gaming on the map when it comes to competitive Pokemon. So get some people to come out and and hang out when we get some cups and challenges back. So. All right, Chuck, um, you have a card that you want to punish me with. I don't have one off the top of my head. Um, I, okay. Well, I, I have one. I might have to be a TBD on this. A what? A TB, a to be determined. To be I have determined. To okay, well, that's kind of sucks. That fossil one. That fossil one was bad. I mean, I'm going to be a little bit easier on you on this one, um, but it's still not great. Uh, so if you lose, or if our team does better than yours, um overall just don't say riley you just don't say riley just don't say Riley. (laughs) i'm not gonna say riley uh because i know we've already had a gentleman's agreement you think that card is by far the worst card ever printed um and i'm not gonna make you play that card um it will be an item card and it will be suspicious food tin although i don't know if i can do that because by the time that's team challenge is done. This is going to rotate. So I might, yeah, let's edit that out. <laughs> you can reserve the right to change it if you want. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll reserve the right to change it. But right now, um, it's Sussy Food Tin. All right. I know. I, I just thought of it. I know exactly uh, the card that I want you to have to use. And you have to make it work. Uh, good old Quadstone. Quadstone. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna change mine then because Sussy Putin, it it's rotating, right? So I can't I can't do that one. Okay. Change it up. I already know what it is. This is not D, right? Wind up arm. Oh, okay. okay. You must play wind up arm. Storm relax. Let's go, baby. <laughs> What does Quadstone do even? Let's see. Heal 10 damage if all four, then if you'll all... I don't even like heal damage kind of decks. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Exactly. Card Junction, we need to win. I don't want to play this card. That That's up there with fossils. With, with trying to... I'm just going to pretend that card doesn't exist and just have four dead spots. <laughs> not do an archetype around it. Four but I don't have to worry about that because we're gonna beat you guys. We're just gonna we're just gonna win. So um yeah, that's it. That is what it is there. <laughs> we shall see. Right. I mean, I think uh, you know, again, this has kind of been a, a little bit of you know, we're in a kind of a weird zone right now in the Pokemon trading card game where we're we're all just waiting for a rotation. So, you know, it's, it's becoming a little bit harder to find up. Uh, you know, new and fun, interesting things to talk about week to week. So I think that that's going to probably, uh, you know, wrap it up for us uh, for yep. this episode of the podcast. Um, but I want to say thank you first to you, Chuck, uh, for being here week after week, hanging out with me. 
um, and to, you know, our wonderful listeners and our community. Um, thank you guys. You guys are awesome. Um, love, love all the feedback we've been getting lately. Um, and, and I'm just happy to be here and uh, love this community. Can't wait to go to the next regionals. Me too. Can't wait. Uh, can't wait either. Uh, thank you, Jay, for, yeah. for also being here with me. And then uh, uh, I look forward to seeing any listener uh, come up and say hi at the next time we're at a regional. We'll let you know. I know Fort, Fort Wayne is a for sure for me. Uh, might be sooner. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I might be going to Tennessee. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But, um, yep, thanks again, guys. And we'll talk to you guys on the next one. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake... Where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Panucks1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy and Ryan at ry for gaming You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later. <laughs>